Hello, Bucknutters. This is Alex Fleitman back with another edition of Bucknuts Recruiting Radio, our in-house podcast talking about college football recruiting, mainly Ohio State. Today we're honored to have a special guest here, Ohio State 2019 commit, Harry Miller, possible Buckeye Center of the future down from Buford, Georgia. Harry, thanks for coming on the show today. No doubt, no doubt. It's great to have you. Um, big favorite of Ohio State fans. Obviously, they were anticipating your decision for a while. Uh, you decided to become a Buckeye last month while on a little, uh, I guess, impromptu visit to campus in around the middle of June. I know it wasn't your plan to announce then. Uh, some things changed with, with travel plans that, that uh, impacted your announcement. But, you know, I, I guess almost a month since that decision was made, how does it feel to be a Buckeye? Uh, it feels very good, especially, you know, now that we have um, other 2019 and 2020 guys hopping on board and, and building more relationships. Um, you know, it, it feels good as, um, you know, the whole the network is growing stronger and it's growing bigger and we're, we're being able to make more connections. It's, uh, it's very exciting. Absolutely. And, you know, you have some really, really great choices. Being from, from Georgia, you had the Georgia Bulldogs as an option. You had Clemson as an option. You had Stanford. You had Notre Dame. I mean, you had some big-time schools, but it ended up being Ohio State. What was it about the Buckeyes? And, and you know, I, I kind of got the vibe from you a while back. I know you announced in June you wanted to make sure and whatnot, but I almost got the, mm-hmm. the vibe in, in, I think it was January, you might have been over in Columbus for Martin Luther King weekend. I remember talking uh-huh. to you after that. I almost got the vibe that that was kind of when maybe the tide started turning for Ohio State. I guess First, when did you know it was going to be Ohio State, and then what was it about Ohio State that made you pick them over the other programs? Another big thing was we were, you know, maybe the biggest thing was we were talking with um, Sam Silverman, uh, talking about branding and um, talking about, you know, networking and, and making moves. And, you know, he brought up about starting foundations to work with Nicaragua. And, you know, over the years as I've been there, we've prayed over this decision um, multiple times, and you know, while in, while in Nicaragua, the you know the the people we we go there with, and you know the people who, who house all the missionaries, are you know some some very prophetic things are said, and there was just things clicking at Ohio State, where things were being said or or people were being brought up that there was no way that it was just mere coincidence. And, you know, we were talking about that, and we were talking about, you know, um, Ohio State is an insane platform to, to grow um, any idea, whether that's a business or, for me, personally, a ministry. Um, it's just a great platform. And we talked with um, Jim Schmidke, who does Athletes in Action, and he, you know, there's already some players up there that want to get involved in mission work, some coaches um, from multiple st- sports that want to get involved, and some other recruits even that, you know, want to get involved and. Um, you know, really, uh, it was just seemed like very fertile ground to plant a seed and to um, to share what I believe in. Um, so spiritually, that was a, a very big component for me. Um, another thing was, you know, athletics. Really, um, every place says they compete for national. They can compete for a national championship. Every place boasts about records or or NFL. Um, you know. So I didn't want to make it just based off that. Again, it was really based off the platform and, and the relationships that really superseded um, lots of things. 
And then, you know, finally came down to academics, and I was really um, between, you know, Stanford academics and Ohio State academics. And, you know, we were fortunate enough that we talked with the Dean of Engineering at Ohio State and at Stanford, and we talked with um, multiple people involved with, you know, the medical department and, and lots of other things. And really, you know, when, when I sat down and thought about it, I thought, um, you know, can't go, you know, Stanford's a great school and a great institution, but I felt that, you know, if I had gone there, I'd be um, foregoing relationships that I had built in Ohio State that would have, um, that seemed stressed, that seems like God was placing them. And, you know, I figured, you know, I don't want to just go someplace to, you know, boast about, um, you know, I don't want to be defined by my degree. I want to be defined by my character and what I've done for others. I didn't want to just go because, of course, Stanford's an amazing institution, but I didn't, I didn't want that to be, you know, my end-all, be-all. And, you know, I just felt that Ohio State was somewhere where I could really um, spread myself and what I believe in. Yeah, I mean, that, that's an impressive – that's one of the more impressive answers I've ever gotten. I think the fact that you did such thorough research and, I mean, it seems like Ohio State, they just, they just got you. They just, they just yeah. understood what you were about and that they, that they built the platform for you to be able to go there and flourish, as, as you said, not just as a football player but as a human being and, and, and in your mission work and whatnot. So, I mean – you know, you, you mentioned football, and that's obviously a part of that. You're going there for school. You're going there also to play football. Um, from my understanding, Ohio State wants you to play inside at center. That's correct, right? Yep. So how important – I mean, they've had some pretty good centers the last couple of years, Remington Award winners and Billy Price uh-huh. and Pat Elfline. Uh, they've obviously had a ton of success. Corey Lindsley also went to the pros. They've had a lot of success with other offensive linemen that have gone on to the pros, and then obviously their track record – with a number of other positions, has been uh, pretty incredible, not only under Urban Meyer, but also Jim Tressel and, and the coaches before him. What, how much of a factor, I guess first, what has Ohio State told you about your plan once you get there and getting on the field and how they're going to use you? And then how much of a factor was the success of Billy and Pat and Corey? Uh, how much did that play into your decision? I mean, it was very big. Um, you know, past um, – you know, past success in, in the center position, especially if they want me to play that, was a very big factor. We um, uh, talked with Billy Price. We talked with Top Elfline. Um, we talked with lots of guys. And, you know, it just so it definitely helped um, support their record of, of producing guys. Um, and, it, you know, it was very big. You, you don't want to go to places where um, you can get developed. You want to go where you can learn the game and, and really um, – and really, you know, grow as a player. And, I mean, you know, lots of places did that, but we just felt, again, that, you know, the relationships we built with coaches and, and with other players there um, was, was unparalleled, and we were, we were really, you know, digging deep, and, and um, it just seemed uh, like the right decision to go there and, and continue and pursue, especially with, again, the past success they had with centers and, um, you know, other linemen and, you know, again, all positions that they get to the NFL. Yeah, and, and I guess the back part of that, what is what is the expectation for you when you get on campus? I mean, what have they told you about a plan of, obviously, you know, I know that, that everything's earned, nothing's given, but if you do everything that you're supposed to do, what is their plan for you to be able to get on the field? 
Uh, they said that they could see me um, playing early. Um, to be honest, you know, I can't, you know, I don't like to, to stress myself my, to stress myself about things I can't control. I can't control, um, you know, how many players are in position or transfers or, or anything of the such. So I kind of just like to focus on, you know, really I can only control what I do. So, you know, if they said if I could play early, sounds like a plan. I'll, I'll work hard and I'll, and I'll get it done. Um, if I play later, I play later. If I play whatever game in the season, then, you know, it, so be it. It's just kind of, you know, I try to focus on myself. They, they said that, you know, I could come early and help the team. But, you know, I, I don't like to to get caught up in, uh, you know, contingencies and conditions. You know, I kind of just like to stick to what I can do and um, focus on that. Absolutely. I mean, that's a, that's a good mindset to have. And, and speaking of, you know, controlling what you do, you know, you're headed into your senior year. Um, and then you're going to start your career at Ohio State. What are the things that you're working on uh, this off season, and then, you know, headed into when you arrive at Ohio State that you feel that you want to improve before you get to the next level? Um, you know, as a basis, just strength, strength and conditioning, becoming a better athlete. But on top of that, you know, fundamentals and, you know, knowledge of the game. Um, you know, I'm grateful to have coaches at Buford that, um, you know, share with us. We have NFL experience and we have, you know, coaches that can really pour into us. So it's um, it's good to to pick up things, to learn things, new techniques, new ideas, new schemes, and to really just to to soak in as much as I can before before I'm gone. Um, so you know, athletically, I'm trying to get stronger and faster. Um, for the game, I'm trying to get smarter, and you know, just finish the year academically, get it done, and then you know, be ready to. Uh, um, show up and show out at Ohio State and uh, um, prove worth and whatnot. And and when you get to Ohio State, are you going to be are you going to be a guy that graduates and enrolls early, or are you not going to get there till next June? I'm not until June. Okay, and, and you know I know um, I don't know what next summer is going to hold, but this summer I know um, you know we we talked about the football side. Now the the other side, and I know you mentioned Nicaragua and the mission work. You've done there. I think fans are very familiar with. Unfortunately, um, you know, for you this year, you got the news while you were on <laughs> campus for an Ohio State visit in June, and that's what ultimately led to the decision being revealed a little bit earlier. I know you were planning to announce with the kids down there, but because of some things going on in the country there, uh, you weren't uh-huh. able to make the trip this year. But I know that you're doing a lot of stuff um, domestically here in the state to still support those efforts, and I just wanted you to have the opportunity to talk about what you're what you're doing despite the fact of not being able to go down there right now. And, and maybe, you know, for, for Ohio State fans or just other fans in general or just anyone listening, you know, what, what could they be doing to kind of help the, the efforts that you're doing there? So, you know, really with, you know, not being able to go and be there physically, I've tried to, you know, every, every, the whole mission team's trying to help vicariously and, you know, support and, and, you know, send supplies and, and, you know, kind of help as much as they can while not being there um, and doing it through the local people and trying to communicate as much as possible. Um, for me, um, you know, I look at it as to where we go, then it's, you know, sounds good. Let's do it. If we don't go, it's, you know, it's still, it's the plan. It's what we do. And, you know, I was fortunate enough to go to the opening and, you know, really, you know, one door closes and another opens. I was able to, you know, um, build relationships, talk with other football players, um, 
continue to talk with guys at Buford about, you know, my faith. And really, it, it was a great um, experience to build relationships and, you know, to um, to work, you know, able to do interviews at, at the opening and talk about it. So really, um, if, I, if I can't be there physically, I'm able to still help the ministry grow um, through my words and, and through commanding attention with um, with my play. So um, it's still very exciting. You know, we're trying to get as much monetary support as possible and, and you know, get as much word as possible. But really, you know, right now it's just um, a game of awareness and, and trying to inform as much people as possible because, you know, you can't do anything if people don't know what's going on. So, you know, the biggest thing right now is just, to um to share the word and and talk about what our mission is. That's great, and you know it seems like you guys are doing great work, and hopefully more people join the fight and you know continue mm-hmm. to help the people down there. And you, you did mention the opening, though, as you said, you were supposed to, I think, originally go for the first couple of days and then fly down to Chicago, yeah. but now you were able, yeah, you were able to go to the whole thing, and you made the most of that, as you said, not only off the field but on the field as well. Uh, you made the final five of the offensive line, defensive line, and then you, you you won the offensive line MVP award. Just talk a little bit about what was that experience like being there with some of the best players in the country, some of your fellow Ohio State commits, and then winning that offensive line MVP honor. What was that experience like? Uh, it was it was fantastic. Um, you know, first off, just be surrounded by those O line coaches, um, just insanely smart guys and and guys that really know the game. And, you know, that whole weekend I was trying to just, again, soak in as much as possible because, you know, they forgot, they have forgotten more than I know. And, you know, they can, they can just enlighten so many things. And working um, specifically with Coach Manyweather, um for the most, most of the weekend, trying to listen to as much as he can share. <clears throat> again, with other players, it was incredible to be, to be surrounded, um, you know, not just with Ohio State commits that, you know, I, I got to build relationships with, but just the best players in the nation. And, you know, you kind of get stuck in your southeast bubble or even, you know, for us it's Gwinnett County in Georgia. But it was amazing, you know, you know, specifically to play with those great interior D-line guys and, and really compete against them um, because, you know, the, the best way to learn is to fail. And, you know, those guys, you know, they would do something that I hadn't seen before, especially without film study, you don't know. Um, what what they have up their sleeve, but it was just great to to spar with them both, you know, mentally and physically in those one-on-ones and then with the other offensive linemen, um, you know, that the majority of those guys could have could have earned an MVP. They were, you know, playing with, you know, Neil and Green and Wanye. Um, you know, those are the guys that I um, kind of hung around a lot. Um, EJ, you know, listened to him a little bit. You know, a lot of the guys, um, you know, because that, that whole room was filled with, you know, personality. Um, hung out with Joshua Piccolo a lot, and, you know, those guys were um, just a fun bunch to hang around and, and kind of just, again, sharpen iron. Uh, you know, I'm just grateful that I was able to, um, you know, because, again, those, all of those guys could have earned an MVP. Um, O-line and D-line, you know, it just comes down to um, whoever gets, ever show something on one rep or another and you know I was just grateful enough to be um, surrounded by those guys and again learn from everybody around me yeah well Ohio State fans were certainly happy to see you perform so well on the national stage I'm going to give you a couple quick hitters about the opening who who was the top 
you know, I, I know there's a lot of good ones, and you probably don't want to single anyone out, but who was your toughest matchup uh, from a defensive line standpoint out uh, down in Dallas? I think, you know, two – I can't really narrow it down to one, but two guys that, you know, I really had to um, lock in with were – was Ica and Bandez. Um, you know, they were just really technical dudes who had lots of muscle behind them. Um, and those those are guys that I specifically remember that, you know, I had to – because really, you know, every time I lost a rep, I could point out, it's like, oh, if I had done this with, say, my foot or with my hand. And, you know, that's what was so exciting is, you know, those guys make you have to play perfect in order to win a rep. They make you um, find their flaws and, and really um, strain to beat them. Um, but definitely, you know, Ike and Bandez are two tough guys to go against with nose guard. Yeah, and next next quick hitter was, so, you know, there was a lot of guys there, um, some of them Ohio State's going after that aren't committed or maybe even committed elsewhere. Who was there you saw, like, who would be one guy there that you saw that you would want with you guys at Ohio State? And who was one, uh, you know, just who are the other guys there that you were trying to talk to to, to tell them a little bit about Ohio State? Um, I, uh, you know, I would love um, Zach Harrison. Seems like, you know, just a, a great guy, very quiet. Um, Seems just a great personality, personality to be around. Darnell Wright was, you know, another guy who was, you know, final five, um, doing he doing a great job again he could have competed and have, he he earned he earned an mvp in my book as well and you know talk with him he's again from west virginia like doug nestor is um you know some guys you know there's some guys you know that are already committed but um talked with uh ohio state guys that the guys that are already committed you know i talked with Garrett and i talked with jordan um and we talked but definitely you know uh, it'd be very cool to see um to see zach and darnell um, be interested in Ohio State. Yeah, and uh, you know, I was gonna say you're you're starting. It seems like on Twitter and following you and whatnot, you're you're welcoming all these new guys into the class the last couple of weeks. It seems like you're kind of taking on a little bit of a leadership role and just open arms and bringing these guys into the mix. I mean, it doesn't have to be the opening. Uh, it could be guys who weren't there, maybe. But who are I guess you you mentioned Darnell, you mentioned Zach. Is there anyone else that you're trying to recruit and help bring into the fold? Uh, we were talking, um, you know, I started talking with Kane, and he committed today. Um, I talked with, uh, his name's Flip Wilper. Is that how you pronounce his last name? Uh, uh, Luke Whippler. Yep. yep, I talked with him briefly, and I said, you know, I saw he came down to Snare from Ohio State, and I said, if you ever want to pick my brain um, or just talk about something, just let me know. Um, you know, we just, uh, we never got to talking, you know, crazy or anything. You know, we kind of just, he said, thanks, man, and, um, it seemed like he made his decision as well and um, shows Ohio State. But, you know, I talked with Kane um, and, you know, those guys mostly. Um, but, you know, sometimes, um, you know, it'll just be brought up like, you know, hey, you know, this guy has great character or this guy's a great personality. Because, you know, the thing that I'm so excited about Ohio State is that, you know, they don't want to just recruit athletes. They want to recruit great guys, great men. And, you know, great personalities that in the locker room, you know, facilitate success, facilitate, you know, being virtuous and doing the right thing. Because that's how, you know, when you eliminate distractions, when you eliminate, um, you know, bad stuff going on in a locker room, that's when you can really become, you know, play championship football. Because that's how, 
you know, that really brings out the greatness in guys is to have great guys um, surrounding you. So uh, it's just very exciting. You know, sometimes you'll I'll see a guy on Twitter and be like, you know, he'd be, you know, I, I'd love to have everybody commit to Ohio State, you know. So um, whenever I see somebody release the top five or, or whatever, um, I try to reach out to them and say, if you ever want to talk about what the plans are or, you know, the big things going on, just let me know. Yeah, one guy who kind of fits that billing that I know you have a relationship with going way back is, is Steel Chambers, and he's another one who picked Ohio State. He's a Georgia guy, picked Ohio yep. State over Notre Dame, Stanford, a couple other different <laughs> schools. Um, just give the give the listeners a little bit of background. How see, I, I think your mom told me you and Steel go way back. Like, tell us a little bit about your relationship and and what you know how where it kind of started and, and where it is today. Yeah, so we I mean we were we played against each other, you know, back in third grade, we, we would play each other for, you know, whatever youth league championships. So um, we've known each other for a very long time. And, you know, we both got into high school and the recruiting picked up. And then, you know, a couple, you know, around last year, um, we saw that we were both interested in the same school, started talking a little bit more. Um, and we kind of just, again, you know, pitched ideas, you know, said, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? And, you know, our relationship's grown as well. And, um, you know, he became interested in Ohio State, and so did I, and we just talked about it more. And, um, you know, both came to commit to Ohio State. But, yeah, I've known Steele for a long time. We've never really been able to play. Like, like we never went to the same school or anything, but, you know, we've known each other for a long time. And, you know, it's – well, you seem like the type of guy who's not going to have a problem going to Ohio State, even not knowing anyone, but – having a guy, a familiar face, someone from the same area as you, someone you kind of grew up with and, and have that relationship with, how much does that mean to you kind of going that, you know, whatever it is, an eight-hour drive or so away from home? It, I mean, it is. It's very, you know, reassuring. Um, it's it's nice to, you know, to have a piece of home with you, you know, some somebody you can relate with. Because there will be days where it's like, man, what am I doing here? I just want to go home and and just hang with my family, but it'll be good that he's up there, and, you know, he's he's also an amazing guy, an amazing personality um, with great character. So I, it's very um, it's very awesome. And having seen him, I mean, he's a guy who could come in. He could play running back. He could play linebacker. He's just a super athletic kid. What's your take? What, what do you think of the future holds for Steel Chambers, running back or linebacker? You know, I don't know position-wise. We were talking about how he, he plays a lot of both ways. And I think he was hinting that he wanted to play both ways. Um, you know, he's just a guy that loves football. And, you know, he's very determined, very athletic. And I think that, you know, wherever he sets his mind to play, that he could play there. Um, so, I mean, I guess that's up to him. I can't really speak for him. But I think if you asked, you know, what do you want to play, he could go out and go get it done. That's a good, that's a good answer. And that's one that Ohio State fans will want to hear. And, Harry, we're going to let you go here in a minute. But one last thing. We know, you know, you're, you're really into religion and the mission stuff, and we know you love to play football, but tell Ohio State fans another thing or a few hobbies that Harry Miller likes to do outside of, you know, football and the mission work. Uh, Hobby-wise, um, you know, now that we're in the summer and I have lots of downtime, I'm, I'm either usually playing guitar, um, playing Fortnite with my friends, or usually at the lake, usually something of those three. Um, I like to read at the lake, too. It's a very low-key spot um, to just chill out, but probably guitar, video games, and the lake. 
Sounds like a good life to me. Well, uh, Harry, thanks a lot for joining us on the show. Really appreciate it. Congratulations on your Ohio State commitment, and we wish you the best of luck this upcoming season. Thank you for having me. Thank you.